Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. The dog is farting. How do you know? How do I know that the dog is farting? Can you hear it? No. I used a different sense to be able to tell that the dog was farting. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. You're tuned in to Dog Fart Talk. Uh, this is the intro we planned. Our dog, we've got his DNA back. Captain. Captain's. I had him DNA'd and uh, we found out because I knew he was half German Shepherd. Y- you knew it was 50%? Yeah, because I knew he had like something cute in him that made him not look like a real German Shepherd. Because I don't find those dogs cute. Well, what's cool is that the Germans will actually, the German state will actually do the DNA testing for you to ensure that your dog is pure German. And if it's not, they will not give you papas. And so... Papas? Papas. You have papas? Uh, so we did not get his papas, but we did get his DNA tested. And he is, in fact, 50% Jew hunter and 50% drunken circus performer. Well, Australian Shepherd. And then I Googled the... The breed and this dog Puddles came up, who's a world-renowned uh, uh, bed pisser, hula hoop jumper, and I was like, "Oh, that even looks like our dog." Yep. And so I told Moshe, and Moshe immediately bought a hula. I went on to Amazon, a little my the mom and pop shop that I like to support, Amazon.com, and I found a hula hoop. I got a hula hoop, and I will tell you that within two sessions, Captain was leaping through the hoop. He it was is, pretty crazy. He did it immediately. He's born to circ. Uh, this dog is born <laughs> to leap, and he took to it like a clown to makeup. He, he took to it like a lion tamer to a whip. He took to it like a trapeze artist to a trapeze. He is the daring young dog. He jumps through the air with the greatest of ease. Doesn't come when called, but he does know how to jump through That's not what he's hoop. bred for. <laughs> he's not bred to come when called. Although he is German Shepherd, don't they say like, Come in here! Captain, come in here! And then immediately, yes, mein Führer. You do think you would think obedience would be at least fifty percent of it. Come in, yeah. You know what it is. He doesn't want to come because he can sense we're Jewish. It's funny. We're gonna have to explain all these stereotypes to our child. Uh, Jews or German shepherds? Everything. Like, remember we were playing that game this weekend. We were playing this really fun game with our friends called Puns of Anarchy, mm-hmm. and one of the categories was white people stuff oh yeah stuff. yeah it was like white people nonsense yeah that's what it was and, and she, my daughter had it and she was like what is what's white people nonsense and then she was like having fun like, <laughs> oh, like that's true just, though actually but she just is like white she people just, do have fun she's white what does she do no but white people have a lot of fun white people just want to have fun no white people have a, some of the most fun of any people <laughs> I mean, no, seriously, it's true. Systemic racism makes it very easy to enjoy yourself if you're at the top of the chain. They're they're going to Barbados. They're talking loudly. You know, they're they're ordering the brie plate. They're having a good ass time. They're wasting away in Margaritaville. Mm-hmm. They're doing it all. They're voting for Trump and DeSantis in Florida. Listening to Nickelback. I mean, in Iowa, they're listening to Nickelback. All these things are fun. That's why I never got the the knock on hipsters. It was like, what are you upset about? These people like like good cheese and have uh, like care about gr- grooming their mustache. Like they're they're enjoying themselves. Yeah, but the male it's hipsters the were kind of creepy. Yeah, well, that's they fun were, like, too. Trying to 
present as unique and interesting to try to like fuck teenagers or something. Well, my friend Kevin used to uh, used to say Kevin Kami had a joke that diversity at his office was different heights of white people. <laughs> That's funny. Well, Natasha, so we, we have are going to have to explain dog. that to our child. Well, though, I'll tell it? you what is classic white people nonsense. Explaining racism to your child? No. What? C- circus dogs. <laughs> I don't think I don't I mean I don't know this for sure, but I kind of feel like the agility course sector of dog ownership is not filled with people of color. I could be wrong about that. Right in. Are you uh, are you an agility course dog trainer of color? Uh, an A G D T O C? Mhm. Right in. Expose my ignorance. Show me my privilege. You know what was a privilege? Hmm. Watching Captain leap through the hula hoop with only two sessions in. All it took was a couple chunks of beef liver and a will. I still don't want to wear dog food. Oh, our dog trainer keeps telling us to wear a pouch filled with steak bits. I put my hand in it today and it was like all slimy, like raw bacon or something. Like, what is in here? Yeah, how, how you think I feel as a, as a straight man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's like what happens when you finger a girl? That's what happens when you finger a girl. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, it's like steak bits. No, mine's like warm. It is warm. It's like warm steak bits. That was just like cold, slimy. It was pretty nasty. It's like... She she keeps using the phrase high high value treats. By the way, that's white people nonsense right there. <laughs> high value treats. No, the fact that you have a dog trainer. Uh, I don't know about that. I, you think so? Well, I think the dog trainer thing is, you know, there's a lot of different reasons to have a dog trainer. Uh-huh. If you're trying to get it to like walk on a balance beam. That's some white she, people nonsense right there. also showed me to do that today. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, high value treats, white people nonsense. Um, I would say, uh, by the way, tonight we ate at an In-N-Out burger. Guy came up to me and he goes, hey, man, where'd you get your glasses? I said, uh, at an airport, they're Gucci. And he said, I don't think I can afford that. And I said, I think you could. They weren't that expensive. And he said, anyway, is that Natasha Legero that you're sitting with? <laughs> and I was like, oh, you didn't care about my glasses. You, you, you just making small talk to get to, to your closer? I said, yeah, yeah, that's her. He said, you know, they have very bright lights at In-N-Out. So. I'm a big fan of her stuff, oh, he said. Nice. Yeah. So he never came up to me. No, he's too scared. He's too intimidated. He thought he could get through me. And I told him, I said, don't even look over there. He said, that's my wife. I said, that's mine. I, I hit that steak bit. <laughs> that's what I said to him. Oh, God damn it. That's very cute, hun. Well, listen, uh, hopefully by the next time we podcast, our dog will uh, have an, is there anything else? Maybe we could set fire to the hula hoop and have him run through it. Oh, that's a great idea. He is very furry. I would say he might, the odds of him catching on fire are pretty high. <laughs> but I could do the thing where the, the fire is on the outside with prongs. And then, uh, like, do you know what I'm saying? It's like a hula hoop trick. You know? Like that would be cool. Like fire dance or hula hoop. They don't, really, they don't usually set the, the hula hoop on fire. It'll have like a metal prong sticking out and then it'll have a little fiery bulb. I think he could handle it. So then I think I could do that. Actually, that's the next step is fiery hula hoop. God, I got to have some high value treats to get him to jump through fire. You got to put like a full Vaughn's chicken in there. Yeah. Hell yeah. A T-bone steak on the other end. That's what the course will be. It'll be a flaming hula hoop with a suspended T-bone steak. And we'll see if he'll jump through. Uh, today's a written in episode. No guests today. Just a few secrets and a few letters and my heart. The letters have been stacking up. So I think we should start. And uh, I, I don't know that we're going to get through all these. All right. Well, let's read a few of them. Okay. Hey, love the pod. Here's my advice question. Please keep it anonymous. I mean, <laughs> listen, you didn't sign this letter. We don't have a choice. <laughs> Wait, maybe they don't want us to read it. 
What do you mean? Keep no, keep it anonymous. I mean, the, you're, I'm looking oh, at the maybe, letter. Well, There's no name here. It's like, what do you mean, keep it anonymous? I guess your email address. You think you thought we'd be like this one written in from from biopsypro at gmail.com. Okay, I'm about to move in with my girlfriend. We're in our late twenties. Oh, this sounds like Jeff. This has got to be Jeff. Who's Jeff? Oh. Uh, I'm about to move in with my girlfriend. We're in our late twenties. She has a friend who she knew from high school, briefly dated in college, bad relationship. Then became good friends again post-college. Okay. They used to date. Things fell apart. They became friends. He still wants to fuck her. They became friends. I have no issue with them being friends, especially because they have plenty of mutual friends. But the question came up of what happens if he wants to visit. I mean, I already, I don't even need to read the rest of this letter. I will. But I already know the answer. Okay. I'm going to predict it. I'm going to be like, remember Carson when he would do this? <laughs> Remember that? What, what would he do? I'm a little younger than you, so I don't really remember. You're talking about Johnny Carson? Yeah. These you people are maybe in their I'm 20s. A different Carson? Carson Daly. You remember Carson Daly? He used to do the uh, the great... What was it? The Grand Poob of it? He These would, people were born in the 90s. Hold it, he would hold a letter up to his 2000s. head. And he would guess the answer. So here's the answer. Do not allow your girlfriend's ex to stay in your house with you. I... Uh, what happens if he wants to visit? We're in a major city and he has a f- family a couple of hours outside, so it would make sense that he flies in and crashes uh, at ours at some point. My initial instinct is I don't want to be welcoming to an ex in our home. My girlfriend is completely understanding and okay with whatever I decide I'm comfortable with, but has pointed out the obvious weirdness that would then exist when she tells him I f- that I feel that way. What do you think? Am I being reasonable or am I letting my male ego get in the way? You let my ex, I have an ex-boyfriend and you let, you let me go spend the night with him sometimes. What? <laughs> what? This is a major reveal. What the fuck no. are you talking about? Like if my friend Ari like will yeah. like go away and like, it totally depends on the vibe. I mean, I just feel. If he's like feeling on her. Well, obviously not. I just feel like it's different. I, yeah. I just feel like it's different. I'm not a jealous guy. But I, when I was in my 20s, if I was dating someone and her ex wanted to stay over and we lived together, I don't, I think I would, I mean, here's the difficulty. They don't have another option, right? I mean, the guy's coming to town. His family lives two hours outside of town. If there was some kind of business, you know, like some kind of like infrastructure for Listen, like a place where you could sleep when you're in, in a New town York away from Chicago. your home. Hotels are like 300 a night probably. Yeah. They can't. Af- he can't afford it. Let me think about whether I'm just being reactive here. Like my ex, I'm dating someone, and her ex is coming to town, and she wants him to crash. Yeah. Okay. I take it. I take it back. Oh. I take it back. It's like it's. Is it a big deal? I'm trying to think. Like I think it totally has to do with the vibe. Yeah. If it seems like they still like each other, and she's flirting with him, then or he's yeah. flirting with her, or he's flirting with her, she doesn't have to like him for it to be awkward. If you get the vibe that he's still lightweight in love with her, then it is a little weird. But if yeah, okay, I'm I'm back. I'm on your team now, Natasha. I say it's all good. I mean, I say you try it. Yeah. And it's like, it, what's the worst? Because I don't know. What's the worst that could happen? What, what is the worst that could happen? Well, the worst that could happen is you could be like, I'm going to put my foot down. And then she has to tell him. Mm, that's not the worst that could happen. Jake, no, no, I know, I know. But then it's like, Jake Jake really doesn't want you to spend the night. He's, uh, I think he just has some issues with well, jealousy. And then you just look like an idiot. No, but here's the thing. Uh, the worst that could happen is that you walk into your broom closet and your ex is, uh, your, your girlfriend's ex is fucking railing her. And she's saying this is so much better and bigger than I ever got from Jeff. That's mm-hmm. the worst. But no, I, I think that uh, that 
this whole dichotomy that the the girl is going to have to we hear this a lot on this podcast that the partner is going to have to say to her friend oh my boyfriend's weird about you staying here you know there's another option what she just fucking takes a bit in her teeth and says to him protects her boyfriend and says oh it might be better if you stay at a hotel this time it's like what why is an explanation necessary why does she have to rat out her boyfriend's insecurities but I'm with you. I think let him stay, right? I think you just try it for a minute. Try it once. All See right. what happens. Let's go to the next one. Hi, Natasha and Mosh. We have a challenging relationship with my husband's family. They lack boundaries, have poor communication, often are manipulative and are not supportive. We have worked hard to set boundaries, create distance, and only see them at large family holiday events, basically when it's unavoidable. As such, we are not comfortable sharing our pregnancy at this time. Ooh, cold. At least until we are a few more months in. It's our first and an exciting happy time, so we don't want them to bring it down. However, they have spontaneously planned a trip to where we live. Currently, we live internationally, so it's like a 14-hour flight for them. And now would like to see us. Also, we will be working. We live far, so it's definitely a financial commitment for them to get out here. Yet, it will be apparent that I'm pregnant. Wait, she, so she is kind of far down the line. Right, so now for a few more months when there's a, an arm hanging outside of me, then, then it feels like we have to say something. How do we handle this? What do we say to them to perhaps encourage them to come at another time? Or do we stay quiet until they arrive and just flake on dinner plans? Seems shitty either way. Thanks for your advice, opinions, or comedic relief you can offer us. As if there's not a third option. Which is what? Tell them the truth. Just fucking man up and be like, yeah, I'm pregnant, asshole. Like, and this is what you can say, too. Uh, I'm pregnant. We just didn't want to say anything because... You know, so many, I know friends who've had complications and, you know, we're just really trying to make sure it's all, but I mean, it does sound like she's past the 14 week situation. Well, that's the funniest part is she wants, they want to wait a few more months, but it will be unbelievably apparent that she's pregnant when they get there in 14 days. So I, I have a, another option. Yeah. Yours is good though. I, I think yours is good, which is say, oh yeah, we, tr- a lot of our friends said that we should, uh. Or a lot of the books we read said that we should, you know, keep it to ourselves uh, until the blah, blah, blah mark because of complications. Oh, really? Never heard that? But what? I, another option would be when you, you pick them up at the airport, you meet them, you just have him stand in front of you, of you and say, no, 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 you think I'm making a, a stupid joke. I'm not. I know I'm prone to those, but this one's real. When you walk in, he stands in front of you uh, g- covering your stomach and then you go you guys both go we've got a surprise for you and he steps out of the frame and you go we're pregnant and you just make it like this was when you were planning on telling him the whole time like and there's no n- explanation needed why didn't you tell us earlier well we knew you were coming we were so excited to tell you in person fake it and then get the fuck out at the end of dinner and now that you are pregnant you are going to have to create some boundaries because that's one of the problems with them is they lack boundaries mm-hmm. so uh I mean, there's never a good time to do this and you're going to have to tell them they're going to be in your life. It's, you know, the, soon the kid's going to be born and you're still going to be dealing with these people. So, I, I mean, there's no time like the present. I like my... You definitely shouldn't just flake on the dinner plans. Though that's ridiculous. You're just going to not see them and you're not going to be able to convince them to change the date of their trip. What what kind of weird future are you like trying to manipulate where you say oh no why don't you come in a few more months and then they find out in a few months that you're pregnant 
and they start to Kaiser so say this whole thing and figure out why you didn't want to. None of this may just. I think my suggestion is 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 the smartest, which is your suggestion is smart, but it it invites comment, right? It invites judgment. Oh well. We told our family as soon as we got pregnant. There are complications. What complications? Who else did you tell? Did you tell her parents? But if you make it like, oh, no, this was the time we chose to tell you, and isn't this fun, mm-hmm. then they what can they say other than congratulations? There's nothing. And then you can just have the dinner and then go back to your weird little shack in um, Perth. Yeah. Also, I mean, it, that's nice that they're coming to visit you 14 hours. A lot of people don't make those kind of... Yeah, but it's not nice. I don't want to see them. It's not nice to have people you don't want to visit, visit. (laughs) That's classically not nice. All right. Well, listen, I just say you're going to have to tell them anyway. You should just tell them now. Right? Because you're past the time where you think it's not going to happen. Oh, here could be a fun thing you could do. You could tell them we're pregnant. They go, why didn't you tell us? And you go, it's not his. (laughs) And we were just like really embarrassed about that. We do this cuck thing. He's into it. But it's not his. Uh, we we can tell. We did a DNA test. And he's 33% Australian Shepherd. <laughs> which is almost definitely where these people live. Hi, Natasha and Moshe. I've been living with a roommate for over nine years. We've become really close friends over that time. But I'm having some long-term issues that I'm not sure I can live with anymore. She's a sweetheart, but so messy. Seems okay to me. You should just get over it. Stop commenting on it. For context, she's an only child who was never raised to having to clean anything. So she both literally doesn't know how to actually clean and is what I call a tornado person, meaning she leaves messes everywhere she goes. For example, you can't see the floor in her bedroom. Everything she owns is overflowing with nonstop stuff and she doesn't seem bothered by any of it at all. She only actually cleans if I ask her to, minus occasional vacuuming, which she initiates herself. I have always had to share spaces. I have several siblings. I have many roommates and have moved many times. So I know how to take care of my spaces very well. I'm conscientious of who I'm sharing with, probably to a fault. Our shared spaces are more under control because I advocate for them. But uh, left to my roommate's own devices, things go easily out of control. Additionally, we just had an issue related to her boyfriend. They are LDR, what is that, long-distance relationship? They're in a long-distance relationship. He was supposed to visit for about two weeks. I came to find out that he had no return ticket home, and he ended up staying for about eight weeks, which was not at all the plan we had discussed. He dumped all his Burning Man stuff here. This is hitting really close to home. <laughs> I know. This does feel... This feels like a troll a little bit, honestly. <laughs> like this is, a, this, is a, this is like a fake figure. He dumped all his Burning Man stuff here. Is also he's also a mess and filled my apartment with junk, uh, f- with junk food, leaving me little space for my own groceries. He is almost a decade younger than her. We're in our mid thirties and very nice, but this is not his home. And he very much treated it like it was, running a three D printer nonstop. <laughs> huh? Okay, are those loud? No, but wait, we've... what do people do a three D printer? I just got to say, this is diverging from me. I do not have a three D printer. Good, good, honey. But do you think this man maybe DJs all day? He would if he didn't have that 3D printer. <laughs> I can say that. Uh, he's 3D printer all day nonstop while I'm trying to work from home in the living room that is our home office. To add to this, she went out of town for a few days, leaving him in our apartment alone uh. without discussing it with me. A huge betrayal of roommate trust, in my opinion. I was at my boyfriend's for the weekend and was alerted by text message. When I confronted her about it, it was clear that the idea of leaving someone who's basically a stranger to me in our house without supervision being a horrible idea had never even crossed her mind. Red flag city. 
It all feels too much at this point. I have anxiety and the physical messes add to the mental stress I feel in this space. The emotional labor of basically having her to be her mom and clean up after her is exhausting and not fair. All while working from home and trying to be an adult who very much wants to live in an adult space, not in a dorm. It is also worth mentioning that I got this apartment first and put a huge deposit down to get it. She joined me about nine months later as a roommate. Again, it's been over nine years. While she has been on subsequent leases, the original arrangement with management was with me alone. She's still my friend, and I don't want to damage that, but I feel so over the situation, and I just want my peace. What should I do? Thank you very much for your help. I already know. Yes. This is so easy. I agree. You give her notice. Give her a long notice. Mm -hmm. Two months if she needs it. Yeah. Don't tell her why. Yep. Don't say you're a mess. I can't live with the mess. I didn't like when you brought your boyfriend over. You are going to have to concoct something. It might even be like, I don't know what that thing is yet. Like if you're really against lying like Moshe, you might have to say something like. They're really close friends. Just throw that in there. (sighs) She's going to say, why do you want to move out? Well, help me think of a lie because this person needs to be. Well, I wouldn't recommend a lie. So you're saying tell the truth as to why? I would say that there is... You know that old saying that the difference um, between... uh, um, Wait, the difference between... Hold on. While you think of that, I'm going to (laughs) say... Be lucky this isn't your partner. You know, you don't have a choice if it's your partner. You have to learn to deal with it. But because this person's not your partner, they're never going to change. This is the saying. Moshe tries... Because he has to, because we're married and he has no choice. But this woman. That's has, not a fair characterization. You do try, though, because. I think I, you're right. This person has no. They're, they're roommates. They're not lovers. Right. They're, she's not going to change for you. No, you're right. That that is the, the obvious thing here, which is that the difference between me and this person is that we are in a commitment and it cannot be. We cannot be extricated from one another without a great deal of heartache and headache. And this is a roommate situation. Uh, but I would also say that the reason I am trying to change is because I want you to be happy. It's not just because I am stuck in this relationship. I want you to be happy. I want to change for you. That level of emotional commitment, you're right, that would not exist between roommates. Right. So it's never going to change. But I don't think she should tell her that she's a mess because that's going to mess up their relationship. Do you want the quote? Okay, what? That honesty, when not coupled with compassion, is brutality. So that was the quote I was looking for. It's coming to your roommate and saying, I'm moving out. You're a slob. You're a mess. You left me at home with your boyfriend. I'm sick of this. I have anxiety. I'm having to be your mom. I'm over it. Yes, that's the end of your friendship. But coming to your roommate, who's your close friend, and saying, hey, this just isn't really working out for me. Like, I love you. I think we're like you're the best. I, I love being your friend, but I don't, I don't think I could... You could, could call yourself anal retentive. Yeah, I'm a little uptight when it comes to mess and the, the but whole... But then she's bo- going to say, I can change. I'll fix it. I it's, love this and place. Then you just I'll say, do it. Oh, no problem. It's just for me, it's time for me to move on. And that's... Then, it, then they're not going to be friends. That's fine. If you have a friendship that cannot withstand a difficult conversation, then you're not really close friends. Can't she say something like... um. I'm just going to try to like do it on my own right now. But th- th- here's the problem with that. Then, then she'll eventually then she moves get a in new with roommates. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you can't afford to move out, oh, first of all, this whole thing about you being on the lease, get rid of it. There's, uh, that's out. You're, you got you to gotta find your own apartment. You, you got to leave. What do you mean? 
she put that thing in there where she's like, well, I'm technically on the lease. She's trying to like create a case where her roommate has to move out. I don't think so. I think she Oh, goes. you think she needs to leave? I do, yes. No, it's well, her place. It's not her place. Her her new roommate is on the lease. Hold on a second. Let's pause for a second. That's not that's not what's happening. Yes, it is. Reread the letter. And you can't pause it just because you disagree with me. No, We're it's still recording. Her, it's her it says, she said Let's run the tape. While she's been on subsequent leases, there the you original go. subsequent leases. She's on the lease now. Uh, you know, you, your roommate moves in, right? Nine years ago, your roommate moves in. You're the tenant of record, right? Then you re-up that lease and you put this burning man slob who's got an, um, a Molly addiction on the lease, right? So now they're both on the lease, okay? So, okay, yes, technically, maybe... So you think she can't... Th- what if she loves she, this place? I think maybe she could somehow i don't actually know how that works if the tenant of record can evict another person that's on the lease but my point is ethically my opinion would love to hear what people think when you're the one with the problem where you where you're like i gotta go then you go you don't you don't also kick them out of the house you go you make the plan you find a new place find a new fucking place what's what the big she deal loves it then she has to deal with the fact that she's lost something she loved because she her found roommate, the place uh, yeah but she can't deal with it anymore this is grown-up stuff you don't get everything you want you go like shit i can't this is untenable i can't live like this anymore so i'm gonna go find myself a new place even though i love my place this isn't this isn't working for me my my I I know it won't change. I'm not willing to do as she said, the emotional labor of having to be her mom, I'm not willing to do that anymore. And so I'm out. That's my opinion. You gotta find your own spot. You move out. Can she bring it to so now she has to say something. Can she say to her friend, like, one of us has to go. Oh, wait. Because I, w- I love you as a friend, but as a roommate, well, I like that. maybe that's an important thing. Well, I, like I love being friends with you. We've gotten so close. But I think as a roommate, I just like, I just the way I was raised, it's just like, I'm so inattentive. Like and if my space is not perfect, this is me talking. I can't think <laughs> and I just can't really create unless everything is in order. And I think that like, I love like your, you know, how you're so free and everything. But like... I do think that your um, bohemian attitude, I don't know how you want to say here's, it. Here's the good news about this, that uh, no matter what happens, we were just listening to Duncan Trussell talk about, uh, um, I guess, Socrates. when he Sounds ki- like he dropped some wisdom on you. Sounds like he did. I mean, he's a wise guy. Uh, when Socrates killed himself with hemlock, mm-hmm. he said, either I escape the thing that is causing me pain, with this hemlock or I'm reawakened into eternal life and I just keep doing the thing which which was life to begin with either way I win right this situation is a, is a, it, it it's it doesn't matter what you do you're going to risk your friendship if you stay your friendship's over for sure if you just you're going to be like gritting your teeth it's already almost over yeah so if you stay the friendship's over so any anxiety you have about ending the friendship with a tough conversation you should get rid of that because by not having a tough conversation you're definitely ending the friendship Mm -hmm. having the conversation you might salvage the friendship and And, and, and i wouldn't get into the details like you left your boyfriend here blah 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 his printer and this and your drawers i think you just have to I, i like what you said 
I I always tend to blame things on myself. Like I just like the way I was raised is just like. And I love that about you. Anal protective. I just try to make myself sound like I got to stick up my butt or something. I loved what Even you said. I'm the sensible one. I loved what you said. You go to her and you say, um, you know, it's been nine years. I've loved living with you. I love having you as a friend. We've I want so close. I want to maintain that friendship. But I just am realizing that I, I we can't for me, I can't stay in a relation in a roommate relationship with you anymore. So either I move out and I'm willing to do that. Oh, oh, because I don't want to ruin our friendship. Yeah, I love it. Because it's so important. To I me. love it. So either I move out and I'm willing to do that, or you find a new place. And but- if you find a new place, I'd be willing to give you X amount, you know, like two months to yeah. find it. And I- and help you on your journey, you know? This is not, um, it is not. Because this girl can't handle to be the, the the main person in a roommate situation. I mean, maybe she can. Maybe she can. I mean, sloppy people are happy. It's not like they're they're not living in the in the acute pain of their sloppiness. Although my ADD coach, that's what she probably has, ADD. How do I know that? Because the listeners of this podcast, when confronted with similar descriptions of living situations, decided to diagnose me. And I've been seeing an ADD coach. He says, uh, they say that when you once you clear the clutter, you realize that you're less stressed out and that your life is better. Uh, you you have adjusted your um, uh, acceptance level to be able to live in chaos. But that doesn't mean that it's not chaos. It just means that you're able to deal with chaos. And once the chaos goes, it can be very healing and medicinal. But anyway, I'm on board with you, Natasha. Go to her and say, one of us has to go in order to save our friendship. I love this. All right. Well, good luck. It does seem like a really stressful conversation. And I think just being generous, as generous as you can, you know, and if... That is a bold move. What? To leave the Burning Man boyfriend who's 10 years younger and does a 3D printer all day home while you go out of town. I mean, that is fucking numbskull shit. I know. That is the dumbest shit. Some people really don't think about it like that. Who was it that said um, company is like fish? It starts to stink after four days. John Waters. Is that who it was? I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. It's just that is such a fucking numbskull choice. Can you imagine doing that? But some people are like more laid back. That's too laid back. I think we can all agree. Eight weeks. Your boyfriend is coming to stay for eight weeks. And then you go out of town and he just stays there 3D printing plastic glocks. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to keep my mouth shut. Uh, it's wild. Yeah. All right. Well, you got to have the conversation. Then I'm sorry. A lie won't do. All right. Um, what do you think? Should we do some secrets or should we read another letter? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, Laura just told us. Go ahead, Natasha. You know what? Laura said that was Ben Franklin, not John Waters. The reason why I was thinking of John Waters <laughs> is because he said in his guest room, he has a picture of John Wayne Gacy, the serial killer, to remind his guests to leave. Oh, to not overstay their welcome. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I got those confused. I, I, I'm trying to put myself in the mind. Big fans of both of those people. Oh, I love it. John Waters is the guy that invented the bifocal, right? Fuck you. But I do like Ben Franklin, too. Ben Franklin was a cool, interesting guy. Um, Wait, I, I, can you imagine you're the boyfriend and you go stay at someone's house for eight weeks? He's, these people are 20. They're like squatters. Right, right. All right, Natasha, what do you think? Let's hear some secrets. Let's hear some secrets. Hey, Tosh. Yamosh. Yeah, I've got a question that a lot of our male listeners have written into me personally in my DMs about. What's that? What company do you use to support your breasts? Oh, funny you should ask because they're a sponsor of our show. 
I use Honey Love bras. Tell me more. You know, all of us ladies, we have a go-to bra that we pick over everything else in our closet. And for me, it's Honey Love's crossover bra. It's so comfortable. It makes my tits look big. I like that It part. gives me all the support of traditional bras without using those dang underwires. I hate the underwires. You know, after like a long day of wearing one, you just come home and you have to take it off. You just can't wait to get that wire off of you. Well, this has the... And this is why we wear the wires, right? Because it kind of perks them up. But this has that without the wire. Dude, you know what else is an advantage? What? You can't bring a wired bra to visit someone in prison. I know that from this uh, other podcast I listened to, um, Ear Hustle. So if I ever do go to jail for the embezzlement I've been doing from the entertainment industry, you can come visit me with your Honey Love bra, and you won't have to go to the parking lot to rip the wire out. Also, they have mesh detailing on the side, and it's kind of sexy. This is the one bra that you'll actually enjoy wearing, and you won't want to take it off. Do you want to know why? You'll forget you have it on. Do they sell more than just bras? Because it seems like this is a good company that I would want more than just a bra from. Yes, they have incredibly comfortable shapewear, tanks, and leggings for everyday support. And speaking of leggings, Honey Love's Legging 2.0 is another product that makes headwaves. They hold you in without the too tight feeling and are compressive, cooling, and comfortable. Right now, you can get 20% off at honeylove.com slash honeymoon. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash honeymoon. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash honeymoon. After you purchase, I'll ask you where you heard about them. So please support the show and tell them we sent you. Start the new year with confidence. Thanks to Honey Love. That's 20% off at honeylove.com slash honeymoon. That's 20% off at honeylove.com slash honeymoon. That's 20% off at honeylove.com. Com. Slash honeymoon. Hey, Moshe. Hey, Natasha. I am calling because I finally have a secret. Uh, I, last weekend, had my first threesome experience. Nice, nice. And we met up for drinks. Like, it's, they were super hot. It was super fun. Uh, we go back to their apartment. And as we walk in, they're like, oh, by the way, I hope you're okay with dogs. We have a dog. Like, yeah, that's totally fine. Uh we go in, uh, they're like, oh, don't worry. Like, he's just going to watch. So <laughs> do the threesome, <laughs> and I'm getting dressed afterwards. I'm you can't my underwear. cannot find my underwear anywhere. Mm. Uh, and then the girlfriend of the couple is like, oh, um, is this it? And she's standing there with my underwear torn, <laughs> torn to the shreds that she just took out of the dog's mouth. And... Yes, that was my underwear. So they approved. They slept with me. Dog ate my underwear. Successful night. Thanks. Bye. How was the threesome? Yeah, how was the threesome? She didn't tell us. Yeah, call back and tell us that. Probably mediocre. They're mostly mediocre. So it was with a couple? A couple, it sounds like. Yeah. And then the dog was like, what's up? I mean, can the dog get a little too? Can old captain get in there? I want (laughs) to jump through a circus hoop. You know, that's a high value treat over there. I do. I do not like when Captain is watching us have sex. You don't like it. Well, I love like, it. When the little dogs would see it, it didn't really matter. But this dog seems more like human or something. I will start talking to him. I'll be like, yeah, you like when I fuck your wife, you little fucking cuck. Yeah, I'm Captain's wife. That's right. Yeah. Well, to me in the like role play thing, he's sitting on, on the easy chair and he's watching me fuck his wife. And I'm just like, hey, you fucking like that? You white collar piece of shit. You like that white people nonsense? And then I'm railing you. I'm just giving it to you. It's awesome. 
All right. Well, um, let's uh, let's hear another secret. Good idea. Hey, Moshe. Hey, Natasha. Um, <laughs> my secret is is that I steal money from my job. I mean, like it's leftover money that people forget about whenever they like prepay gas, but. It's money, and, you know, shit's kind of tight right now, and I kind of need it, just for me at least be able to feel comfortable. Okay, bye. Did you hear that um, Barbara Streisand used $200,000 of pandemic money to pay her gardener? Do you know what she said? (laughs) What? It's money. Shit's kind (laughs) of tight right now. But you do get caught sometimes. That's the problem. That is the problem. But Babs wait, got caught. I'm trying to think here. Okay, because you know me. I'm like a square bitch. Mm-hmm. I'm like, don't ever steal. So when you prepay, you're like, can I get $40 on pump number seven? And then like... It's $35 and you drive away. Or probably less than that. And the money... I mean, it's probably like, you know, $2 here, $2 there. And the money's supposed to go to Chevron? There's, I don't know. Who's... That doesn't quite feel like theft to me. I Feels bet like it a is. tip, honestly. It's... <laughs> That's a hard one. It's called and a passive tip. Here's the thing. I think that you should just tell yourself that you won't do that when you don't need the money. I kind of like that. I mean, this like if you really are having a hard time making ends meet and paying for rent and food and uh, but I does he take say, it out of the register? Because also gas stations have cameras everywhere. That's true. Oh, right. Because he puts the 40 in. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how it works. Hopefully he's thought of everything, but you know, you certainly don't want to go to jail for something like yeah, this. Yeah, I'm, I'm over here thinking to myself, well, first of all, I got to say, I don't quite believe that the only time he ever takes money is in that very specific situation. There's some, I, I have a feeling he's got some other creative ways that he is uh, stealing money from old Chev- Chevron. But I, if that is in fact the only time you take the money is when somebody prepays $40 and they get $37 worth of gas and then they drive off, I don't feel like that's theft. It is though, honey. Who's supposed to get the money? I don't know. Is Chevron not able? I mean, probably Chevron. They just get extra money for product they didn't sell? That sounds like a tip to me. I'm thinking it's not theft and I'm if you won't if you truly only do it in that situation and you know that your your buttons are tight are tight enough that you won't get caught, I don't really have a problem with this one. Well, I, I've said this before on the podcast. I had a waitressing job that I figured out a very easy way to get extra money. And I did it for a while. I don't remember why I stopped doing it. But I never got caught. It was impossible to get caught. I had already like figured it all what out. What was the way? I, I've talked about this recently. Oh, okay. Like I was waiting tables and then you write down the drinks. It was like before people did things electronically. Right. I was like very young. Yeah. And you'd write down the drinks and then I would call them. But then she wouldn't really look at what I wrote down and they would just like do red streaks through it all. And then I would turn it in and then I would tell the people the price, you know, like I was. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm basically stealing from the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, $20 here, $20 there to be able to like make my New York rent. Yeah. You know, And you didn't get caught and they didn't go out of business. No, but I stopped doing it because I felt bad. Well, and that, probably everybody did it, but I just was like, but at the time it was like actually making me able to 
pay for what I needed to pay for, this, you know? Like, rent part, was expensive and I was in college. Yeah, well, this is part of my bitch-ass square rule follower thing. Is like, okay, on the one hand, if you ever get caught, it's just never worth it. It's never worth it. If you get caught, it's humiliating. You're an adult. You, like, go to jail or you get fired and now it's like you, they won't give you a recommendation because you stole from them. But the other thing is that you you, even if it's the worst company in the world, you're still just, like, a thief, you're still a person yeah. that steals and that always is has like weight I feel like but in th- but again in this situation I don't this doesn't feel like theft to me this feels like I I don't understand who the money's supposed to go to they just left they left it's as if they're saying keep the change well, let's say it was theft let's say it's what I was doing that I that I'm not I'm not I think you you stop doing that you just stop you stop doing that yeah I mean listen if it's a loaf of bread because Cosette is hungry you know that yeah. was what I called myself when I lived in New York. <laughs> I'm sure it was. You know, yeah, okay. Obviously, if you're, if, if, if you know, these, I see these videos on like r slash public freakout, these like shoplifting, stopping the shoplifter videos. And, and like once in a while, it's like people stealing fucking like food and pampers. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like, at that point, I'm like, okay, you got to. So li- it's okay to, to steal diapers? If you, if it, the choice is between your baby shitting on the floor or you shoplifting Pampers, is it okay? What if the choice is between paying your Manhattan rent and not? Rent, you got to live. People got to live, even in Manhattan. I mean, listen, the problem is you can go to jail. You go to jail and your mom, and your kid is in a worse situation than you not being able to afford diapers. I mean, that, that, that these are hard ethical situations. But a guy saying, I'll do 40 on pump three and then leaving, I just feel like, that's he said, he said keep the change. Oh, you could say that. Well, just make sure you've worked through all the scenarios and uh, try not to do it for too long. All right. Let's do another secret. One more. Let's do one for the real heads. Here's a secret for the real endless honeymoon heads. They're called honeymooners, honey. I, I coined the term. Then why are you calling them honeymoon heads? or Because I'm trying to coin a new term. <laughs> Here's one for the real, real, the real heads. The E-H-P heads. Ah. <sighs> I'm feeling weird about this. This is my secret. I just bought my current boyfriend my ex-boyfriend's scent because <gasps> I got a whiff of it the other day. And I really missed it. I feel weird about it. I hope we never run into him. They smell the same. Bye. That's fucking, that is intense. I love it. Huh. But do you, I guess the question is, do you miss him or do you miss the scent? She just was turned. Yeah, right. You're right. Is she like actually kind of horny for him and misses that good dick? Mm. And is she trying to like, just get a little whiff of that good dick? How would you feel if I, if you found out that I did that? One of the colognes you've bought me was actually one of your exes? Yeah. I don't think I'd feel that threatened by it. If you told me, if you were like, oh my God, my ex used to wear this and it was just, I loved it. That's why I have you wear sunflowers. No, but you did buy Electric me, Youth. You bought me rose scent, and it's your mom's favorite scent. That's not connected. <laughs> I mean, what are you talking about? Rose? So I Rose thought, is like a big scent. I know, but it's specific. I've it's never not, worn it before. And then it's your I found out it's your mom's favorite scent. She always buys it for you. So then I was like, oh, maybe Moshe wants for, me to smell like his mom. I want you to fuck me like my mom. <laughs> and that I just don't think will ever happen. Wait, but th- th- I call this. Uh, this is. I was thinking that you could call this ghost cucking. It's like it's. Mm. It's like you're 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 cheating, but it's with a with a with a, 
with an aerosol. With your ol- olfactory? Yeah, it's just like a, it's like a spiritual, like a whiff, a whiff of cheat. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want... If I was really over somebody, I wouldn't want to smell them. Right. You're right. Your, your question was the right question. Is it just like, oh, I love that scent. I just miss having that scent in my life. Or <laughs> is it, God, I just it reminds me of him. Yeah, and you're kind of like not letting your current boyfriend be his own thing. Right. Uh, interesting. Thanks for the secret. Yeah, thank you. That's a good one. A real good one. All right. Should we do a few more letters? Yeah, let me read this next one. All right. Hi, Natasha and Moshe. I'm recently out of a three-year-long relationship where we both loved each other, but it ended because of extraneous circumstances. I'm heartbroken, but at the same time, I spent a lot of that relationship and my life somewhat sexually repressed for a multitude of reasons. As I enter my mid-twenties... All right, lady. (laughs) I'd love to explore my sexuality and have more casual relationships or hookups, but I'm unsure of how much time I should take to heal before allowing myself to have any. At the same time, the thought of my ex hooking up with someone anytime soon makes me feel sick. Okay, you're still in love. So I feel guilty and like a hypocrite for even thinking I could start some kind of sexually explorative, low-key nympho journey. Mm. My ex and I are not on the greatest terms right now, but we're in agreement that once the dust settles, we'd like to work towards having a friendship. Don't do that because you still want to fuck him. We have a ton of mutual friends and are in a band together. (laughs) What? Oh, my God. Haven't you seen the Fleetwood Mac documentary? Am I wrong to feel like we owe each other some time of singledom? No, you don't owe them anything. To properly heal, honor the relationship we had or something. How long is an appropriate amount of time to wait before getting involved with anyone else, even in a casual way? If it's needed for context, I'm a girl and the ex is a guy. Thank you guys and the pod. Thanks so much. Cautiously horny. Love you guys in the pod. She loves us. Okay. Um, Listen, this might as well have been called entering my mid-20s, the letter. (laughs) Everything... She said was just like a lesson that you learn when you get a little bit older. It's like, I mean, it's true. I'd love to. uh, Cool, you're in a band with them. I I guess that's cool. Here's the first headline for me. This idea, the thought at this, I want to hook up with people, but I'm worried about what it would would be dissing him to because just the thought of my ex hooking up with someone anytime soon makes me feel sick. He's definitely going to. Let me stop you there. He's already done it. He's already he done did it. He did it day one. He's in a band. He's, there's going to be more where that came He's from. He's done it. He has done it. That is, in fact, now this is like a, this is a big, I, I, again, I hate when it gets like gender reductive, but this is a big difference, I think, between men and women. Men, they This heal, is their MO anyway. They heal heartbreak by hooking up with right. people. They, when they're feeling heart sick, uh, even if they have real emotion for the person, they're, they will go look for some kind of comfort in the in the arms of another woman. So she needs to prepare herself. It's our But prepare herself to, prepa- to see it. It's happened. Yeah, but the girls there's going to be girls coming around. Part 2. You said it. Oh, my ex and I are, are going to work towards having a friendship. Okay, the band together thing does make me think they do need to work together towards having a friendship. But you can have a working relationship. These people are trying to be friends with their exes. It's like Andrew's joke. He's like, this girl's like, oh, yeah, well, I don't want to date you anymore, but I would like to be friends. And I said, oh, sure, that sounds good. But actually planned on not doing that because I have actual friends who I want to spend time with. Like, th- nobody, what, what do you need, another friend? You looking for another buddy? Do you Don't be friends. Uh, now, if you really are friends, then you'll be friends. 
I have lots of exes that are friends, but this whole idea like I'm barely able to talk to you, but I want to work toward being your friend. That's an indication that you are not friends. Okay, I have an idea. Yes. The uh, beginning of the letter, she says, you know, for three years they they were in a relationship. And because of extraneous circumstances and all this stuff, and she's heartbroken, but she's put so much into this, but it's really better that they're single or that they're not together. It sounds like she's really thought through it. And it's finally happened. So let me ask you this, Moshe. Because she's still heartbroken, probably still likes him, but sexually there wasn't a lot of sex in this relationship either. Do you think it's okay for her to say like... Would you mind respecting my, you know, not having girls around? No, the band. I, I don't Fuck know. I'm, no. just, I'm just trying to think. My like, opinion, no. So my, you think she just has to just... Listen. The old, but de- this whole thing, though, is about her saying, when can she go fuck people? Well, this whole idea of what do I owe my ex yeah. in terms of fidelity... When you're with someone, that's when you owe them fidelity. Yes. Like, okay, well, but I'll give you an answer. But what about not fidelity, but like courtesy? Okay, and- I'll give you an answer. 24 hours. That, that's how long? 24 hours. <laughs> you do it the day you break up? Yeah, maybe that's a little callous. But just, you don't owe that's anybody. That's so funny. It's, it's only 24 hours. Yeah, well, that's it feels pathological if it's within 24 hours. Outside of 24 hours, you don't owe anybody anything. Are you horny and want to hook up with somebody? Then you go do it. Because well, the good news is you could, she could start hooking up today. That's what I'm saying. It's probably the 24 hour. Yeah, because she emailed us, so we didn't get it for a few days. You're in the zone. Go get your dick wet. Like, it's just, there's no, you. the idea that you would owe someone that you're not dating to not date someone else is so dumb. Now, here's the other thing. I was thinking in this, you know, this whole idea, I don't know if I could even handle it. Oh, uh, I don't know if I could. You'll find out. That's how you find out. You go to a bar, you find some uh, shoegazing emo kid. You say, hey, what are you doing? What's your name? He says, Bryce. You say, Bryce, I have my own apartment. I have a Honda Civic. You want to go fuck me in the back of the Honda Civic? He fucks you in the back of the Honda Civic. His Chuck Taylors are like flopping all around. And then afterwards, you feel like, ew, that was gross. I'm not ready for that. Oh, great. You got a Wonderful. You have information. You're not ready to hook up yet. Now you go fuck Bryce in the back of the Honda and you go, oh my God, that was fucking, that was euphoric. My dopamine is through the roof. You go, fucking hey, I'm a slut. Let's get this on. You know, like everything is information. So two exes in a band together, like they don't have to have any kind of boundaries or. Why? Well, I, I mean, what you don't want to do is, is ever to an ex is be disrespectful, to be callous on purpose, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, I, in my opinion, it is not callous for human beings to have sexual encounters with one another. That is like baseline human being stuff. Like, the, I'm not doing this at you. Like, okay, you know what's callous? Oh, within 24 hours, I fuck somebody. Oh, the first person I start fucking is your sister. Okay, that's callous. That's right. that's insensitive. I started, or your best friend. Or your best friend, yeah. I started dating someone... Um, a week after we broke up, how, 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 how could you? you? You were supposed to stay true to me when we weren't together anymore for a quarter, for one business quarter. It's just so stupid. Like, I, 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 I don't think so. What if they were like deeply in love and thought they were going to get married? Then they broke up? How long would it take you to hook up with somebody? Well, don't people also have rebound situations? Yes, that's what I'm saying. It's normal. I'm not saying it's always feels good. Sometimes you go hook up with the person and you go, oh my God, my heart is in pieces. I don't know what I was thinking trying to hook up with somebody. I'm not ready for that. And you got that information. I feel a little bit that she is kind of making excuses because she's still just kind of in love with this guy. I totally agree. But that, but that's what I'm saying. But you know, he's not fucking you right. So you got to break up. And also... 
just because you're in love with somebody doesn't mean you can't go have a strings-free hookup with somebody else. I mean, that that's what I'm saying. That's what men do. We might be in love with someone and go, I'm going to go hook up with someone and I'm going to try to have a physical connection with someone that will make my uh, my heartache lessen. I think that that is more normative for men. I'm sure women do it too. I don't want to be too super reductive. How long, Natasha, does it take you to hook up with someone else if we break up? Um, I'm honestly probably a while because I'm extremely picky and I just wouldn't want anyone like around me. 36 hours. <laughs> for me, it's 36 hours. Okay. First flight. I'd probably take like three months. First flight. I'm out. Flight. Where would you go? Cambodia. What? Sex tourism. <laughs> Wait, does that mean you fuck like <laughs> teenagers? Just, no, or I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I thought a lot about whether to make that joke and that wasn't <laughs> even as I was doing it, it Cambodia. felt bad. Okay, no, no, I got it. I got it. Yeah. 36 hours. Yeah, where'd you go? First flight, Epstein Island. <laughs> See if there's any infrastructure left over. Wait, hey, so hey, fellas, anybody still here? <laughs> All right. Well, listen, uh, just, yeah, you'll be great. Oh, we fuck been. that guy. He's not going to have girl. And also, you know, be happy that he's sexually repressed. No, but, the, uh, but actually, in terms of be happy, it's like, even though it hurts, lady who just wrote in, even though it hurts right now and your heart is broken, you do not want to be in a situation when you are entering your mid-20s and have been in a relationship for three years with a man that left you feeling sexually repressed in your mid-20s? Yeah. Fucking get out. That is a no. And I think Moshe said it right. Like, you know, don't fuck his friends. Yeah. And don't, you know, flaunt it around band practice. Don't wave it in his face. Mm. Don't bring someone around because you think it might make him jealous. All that stuff is like baby shit. That's all you owe is to not do that. But everything else is this is your life. All you ever owe someone else is to act with integrity and compassion. You do not owe someone else like any kind of emotional fidelity you owe people emotional fidelity when you are in a relationship with them damn it not afterwards what's up i'm just kidding (laughs) um all right do you want to read another one most yeah should we do one more yeah two more one more hi endless honeymoon pod i'm a huge fan of the pod and would love some advice on how to best move forward with a disagreement living with my boyfriend i'm having with my boyfriend rather context i'm a cis het woman scum are you white are you white? Uh, who generally chooses to grow out my body hair in the winter time? We've been told we've been together for about a year and a half, and this is just coming up. He recently told me that his preference is hairless armpits, and that underarm hair on women is a turnoff. In later conversations, he called it unfeminine and gross when pushed. It's so funny to see a man make like just a colossal misstep, like it, just in letter form, like. Why did you say it's unfeminine and gross? Like, it was bold enough for this man to say in the beginning, you know, I kind of, I guess if I had it my way, if I had it my way, I guess I'd say, I, I don't mind it shaved. But then then she brings it up again. You're like, well, I guess I'd say it's kind of gross. And you're kind of like a man. Both of our arguments are below and we've tried to talk it out. I've consulted friends and I just don't know how to resolve this. Any advice would be so much appreciated. My take. You want to read her take? Sure. Well, no, because I don't really agree with her. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. My take. I've explained my concerns and frustrations about the gender-based double standard to no avail. 
Though I was really hurt that he chose to say anything at all to me, it sounds like this has been really bothering him. And I now understand that we are all entitled to our aesthetic preferences, even if they are deeply steeped in misogyny and patriarchy. I believe that he is entitled to his preference, but he also needs to respect whatever decision I choose to make. It doesn't feel like he agrees. I want to be loved as my authentic self, hair and all, and I'm worried we might not be compatible if he continues down this path. His take. He claims he will be unattracted to me with hair under my arms, and he doesn't understand why this is a big deal to me. He seems to think this is a small ask. I feel like it's actually quite heavy. It's about respecting body autonomy and control. He feels like he, it feels like he puts his sexual desire over my own sense of empowerment. He says he fears he may not be able to get over it. And if that's the case, we'll need to break up because he refuses to be in a relationship with someone he's not attracted to. He feels slighted by any mention of continuing on as is, not shaving. Okay, okay, okay. This is a wow. Now, now I, I thought this was going to be really hard because... I do feel that aesthetically... You feel that it's unfeminine and gross. You've no, often said that. I know. I just think like I want to make my partner, you know, but anytime someone's like, could you cut your hair short? Like even your hair on your head, you feel like, Ugh, I'm going to mm. do what I want. That's you know? literally what you said to me. You told me to grow my hair up. I did? Yeah, you told me to grow my hair up. Well, that's what I mean though. People are entitled to their aesthetic preferences and the But you person. didn't respect my bodily autonomy and I honestly felt when you asked me to grow my hair out because I used to shave it really close. Wait, the, I told you to grow your yes, hair out? Yes, you told me to stop getting a fade. And when you oh, said God, that- Oh God, you're saying- Honey, when you said that, I just want to say it was deeply steeped in patriarchy and misogyny. You mean like, I, I told you that I think you look better when the sides of your head are not bald. You asked me to grow up my hair out. No, not grow it out. Just use like the two, level two on the on the edge, on the, when they edge the mm-hmm. sides of your head. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know what it's called. Is it called two? Or it's like a one or, you use like one or a two. Or I'm whatever. at a one and a half right now. One and a half. Okay. You like but one you and a half. But you were using zero. Zero. Yeah, I was. But is that any different than... It is. Okay. Well, I will say the fact that this guy... Oh, Here's what I was going to say, though. If you didn't do it and still shaved your head in that dumb way, I wouldn't like be like, I'm leaving you. Right. The fact right. that he's like, oh, if you don't. Because at first I was like, well, if he doesn't like it, don't you want to make your partner like attracted to you for whatever? But if he's like, I don't think we can continue this relationship. He kind of sounds like an idiot. Yeah. I, do you uh, agree? I, 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 I 100% agree. I do think. I'm okay. sure I'm backwards too on my take on it, but <clears throat> I mean, I just do think it's natural to want to attract your partner. I, I, I don't disagree with that. I think we're like probably at like, well, okay, here's what I'll say. The difference between you and me, um, the, the difference between you asking me to grow my hair out and him asking her to shave her armpits is that there's no uh, societal baggage contained with me grow. Uh, having my hair how I want like it doesn't right there is a part where I'm like it's my head let me comb my hair how I want it but when you asked me to do that I was like well I want you to be attracted to me I don't care that much it wasn't like what you're asking me to do is to conform to your standards of masculinity in this way that's really fraught and connected to like you know beauty expectations and Barbie and you know all the Cosmo and all this stuff so that's why if you're an intelligent man and you want you have a partner with armpit hair and you have been with them long enough to make the admittedly, I would say, ch- at the most charitable 
charged mm-hmm. request that huge circus fart. <laughs> just terrible circus fart just happened right now. I, I don't even think I can do this podcast. That is horrifying. That smells like both Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey. He I had mean, a lot of high value treats. Today. He did have quite a few. This is a straight up. Okay. Anyway, um, oof, I'm a little woozy, but um, oh, I got it now. Yeah, it's, it's over there. It's <laughs> out there. Fucking come on. That's Pickle Family Circus right there. That's not good. Okay, don't lose your train of thought. That's Circus Lay right there. Wait, but I'm. I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you like when girls have long armpit hair? Is it my aesthetic preference? Uh-huh. No, it's not. What would you do if I did it? I would... Okay, here, here is how... No, I want to. <laughs> Just to annoy <laughs> you. To annoy me? Why? <laughs> no, you, to make you I'll squirm. You exact, I can tell you exactly what I'd do. <clears throat> I'd go to Supercuts. I'd say, I want a skin fade, please. <laughs> no, I... Like, if I was with someone long enough to make the request that I... That as a savvy man, I know is not as simple as, hey, would you mind... Uh, how would... would it, do you ever like braid your hair? I've always loved girls with braids. Like it's not that. It's something deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Then I would say, even though knowing that that's a bit of a fraught request, I would say, um, you know, I, I love, and I hope this isn't weird. And if it is, forgive me. But I've always loved like a smooth armpit thing. Is that something you would be comfortable with? And then if she pushed back the way this woman is pushing back, like she's saying to him very clearly, this isn't just armpit hair. This is a part of my like journey as a woman. And she's only doing it in the summer. This, it, He's going to dump her just because it, it, three months out of the year. I know. And I responded. But why is she only doing it in the summer? In the winter. Oh, in the winter. Why is she only to doing it To stay winter? warm in her armpits, I guess. I mean, come on. It's not that. It doesn't keep you that warm. Right, let's get real, lady. But no, you're doing it as a political statement, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But if she pushed back the way this woman is pushing back, saying this isn't just armpit hair, this is like my yeah. my my feminist journey, and I this is who I am, to say to him, well, I'm not going to be attracted to you when that happens, and if I'm not attracted to somebody, I can't be with him. That's the part to me. That's the misogynist part. So what would you say if I pushed back and I said, no, I would say, Moshe, I'm gonna I'm gonna grow it out and keep it long. Okay. Would I you was, say I'll try to get into it? Yeah, I would say okay. I was just asking. And then what would you do? Like you, we would still have sex, and of you course. Would, I'd say, okay, I was just asking. I mean, I've dated women with armpit hair before. You know, what do I care? I've dated women that have a lot of aesthetic preferences that aren't exactly aligned with my own. What kind of fucking arrogant egomaniac is this guy that he thinks his his partner is supposed to, like, adjust her body exactly to his aesthetic preferences? Like, he, she's right. He's a lot. Uh, listen, I will say this. She she's, sound, she is very passionate about this. She sounds... You do... I just want to say you sound a little a little bit annoyed. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's true with the cis head and, and, and you're allowed to have your aesthetic preference, even though it's steeply seeped in misogyny and patriarchy. It's like, OK, it, like it's, it's all this stuff. It doesn't well, seem like very, her journey. It doesn't feel erotic. If I'm if, if she says, listen, I give you that you're allowed to the part that isn't you don't even need to say all that stuff. Because the part where he's like, I'm going to leave you if you don't do this because I, I won't be attracted to you. That's the part where I start saying, pack your pack your, yeah. pack your uh, indigo colored bag and hit the road. Like, yeah. this guy doesn't deserve to be with you. Because it's not about the it's not about this anymore. It's about right. like his vibe and his like inability to bend. And well, it's a di- here's the difference. He, him saying break up him saying i believe tell me if you guys disagree listeners he can't him, get it up him, him, he can't get he it can. up when no, he sees the hair no bullshit there's that whole i can't get it up that's everybody can get it up they can get it up guys get it up alone in a bed 
Like, wait, would that help you not get raped? Do you think if you had? Yes, honey. <laughs> I think it would. That's a great deterrent. That's a really wise commentary. Can you cut that out? No, I think that should stay in. Yeah, would that? <laughs> the fuck are you talking about a, ra- well, I thought a rapist comes in he's like whoa 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 i didn't know i had a a hippie over here no find but me somebody I'm else saying, like this guy has got he sounds like a goomba but it does sound like he's like it, he he's like really pushing her no, okay. and saying he's gonna break up with her if she doesn't shave it this is what i was gonna say he's not when, attracted to when her. he says will you would you mind shaving is that presumptuous maybe but it's maybe okay to be a little bit presumptuous in a person that you're in a partnership with because you're in a partnership and the rules of all these like rules of society that apply to like men at large and women at large, they don't necessarily have to apply one for one inside of a romantic relationship. You know, you can, you can bend those rules a little bit, but when he, when he, so I think him saying, would you mind shaving it? It's not my thing. That's not about control. That's about like, you know, preference when he, she says no. And then he says, if you don't, I'm gone. That is about controlling you. Mm. That's about controlling your body, controlling what you do. That is the part that's uh, not to be annoying, deeply seeped in patriarchy and misogyny. That's mm. the part where I'm like, that's a red flag. You got to get the fuck out. That dude sounds like a dick and an insecure little dick and, the, and, and also an immature little dick. Like She says at the end, he feels slighted by any mention of continuing on as is. Yeah, it's out. Get out. I mean... Here's the thing. Like I said, it's not my preference to um, uh, armpit hair is not my preference. I've dated many women with armpit hair and they were all I had no problem being attracted to them because I'm not a fucking 14 year old boy. Like I would just it just was like that part isn't my particular prep. What do I care? I'm going to grow mine out. Go ahead. I don't give a shit. Go ahead, honey. You think you're scaring me? Let me just reply to that with this. I'll take a zero, please. Oh, you're going to get the Do you have a straight razor? It doesn't look good on you. I was trying to help you. Yeah, armpit hair doesn't look good on you either, honey. You've never seen it. I can imagine. (laughs) No, do it if you want. I don't care. I mean, listen, I've got preferences that are deeply unseeped. And I like like a... I don't know if I should say this, but I like an FB. Full butt? Full bush. Oh, full bush. That's not the, like misogynistic uh hair hairline uh, bikini line du jour you know but you know everybody's different everybody likes what they like all right well listen uh, this guy seems he sucks like an idiot yeah. yeah big time suck idiot we don't like him we don't and like him i don't but, think you're annoying but I, I was just saying that for comedic effect lady i think you're the best sis femme 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 cis hat. I, I mean, you're the you're the cis head of my heart. Okay, and before we go, Moshe, why don't you share with everyone what what you got in the mail today? Oh well, I mean, if you're twisting my arm over here, I mean, well, I got the first package of oh, this is pretty cool. I got the first the box today of the final the fine. I can smell it. I can smell the paper. The final the full. Monty of my new book, Subculture Vulture, which you can pre-order right now. Moshe's very proud of this book. I am super proud of it. I read it. It's hilarious. He's got amazing uh, quotes on the back. What do you call those? Um, I'm not in the book industry. Blurbs. Blurbs. He's you got are some... in the book industry. You are a published author. I know, but I don't know what anything's called. Dax Shepard wrote something. Nick Kroll, John Mulaney. He's got the chain smokers <sighs> on here. Let me just say, when I was a little boy, I never wanted to be a comedian. I always wanted to be a writer. All in my whole life, when I was a little kid, 
if you said, what do you want to be when you grow up? I said, I want to be a writer. That's cute. And I wrote one book when I was young. Uh, and the fact that I've written a second, I don't know. There, when I opened these, I got so emotional because it was like, you know, I'm a seventh grade dropout. Like I got a high school equivalency. I mean, I also got a college degree eventually. But, you know, I just was like the idea that I finished, completed a second book. This one's dedicated to our daughter, by the way. Do you know That's that? Nice. I said for for her initials. Oh, yeah. Now... Uh, I guess I shouldn't say that. FCK. Getting closer to the bread comes. You put her name in there? I put her initials in there. Oh. I, I, FCK, this is all for you. I don't know. The, when I opened it, it just made me really emotional. Like, I, I I, wrote a second book. Like, I'm really proud of the work that I did here. And I really would have was on a track that I didn't think I would ever have any of my dreams come true. And, like, I got a great family. I got a second book. I got an Emmy. There's only one more thing that I want and I'll be happy. Threesome? The threesome would be nice. Okay, there's two more things that I want. Mm. Well, first of all, what kind of threesome? <laughs> we'll talk about it. What what What's the other thing you want? No, I don't mean what kind of gender split. I'm talking what's the armpit hair ratio in this threesome. Because uh, honestly, if all the chicks have armpit hair, it's not even worth it. It's not even worth it. I'm walking the other way. I mean, honestly, I don't find it attractive. I don't find it. I wish men shaved under their arms. Really? Yeah. Really? I mean, I, I'm not. I, I d- uh, interesting. Interesting. Wait. Oh, oh. There's only one more thing I want. Yeah. What's for that? my dreams to come true? For every listener of this podcast. Oh my god. To go to MoshaCasher.com and pre-order this book. Get this. Look how beautiful this fucking thing is. Anyway, whatever. The point is, this book took me such a long time to write, and I put so much effort and research and energy into it. I'm just really excited for people to read it, and it really t- made me excited when I opened this box, and a bunch of my new books are there. Subculture Vulture. All right. Well, uh, get the book. And if you have any secrets, give us a call at 213-222-8608. Or if you need advice, send us an email at endlesshoneymoonpod at gmail.com. And don't forget to join our Patreon. We have secret dumps. You got your own special secret dumps. You have ad-free episodes. Hold up. We have dinner parties. Yes, honey. What's another bonus feature that we have on the Patreon? Oh my God. I just dropped a new mixtape, you guys. Moshe has been working on this so hard. Uh, Did you listen to it, Laura? Part of it? Fuck you. You're literally fired. Moshe put it on in the car. We had Mm -hmm. some friends with us. Everybody was dancing to it. Except Natasha, and I'm not kidding, had her fingers in her ear like a cartoon (laughs) character hearing something she didn't like. Well, because I had already heard it so much. No, you hadn't. But it does seem like people love it. It's a thumper. People were dancing in the car. I might even say it slaps. It do. Okay. It definitely do slap. Okay, well, anyway, you know, this this is the book. Get on the Patreon. Get a DJ set coming your way. When's our next dinner party? We're going to have one soon. They're fun. Our dinner parties are fun. If you're not on the Patreon, you're missing out because they're really, really cool. We really connect with all the fans. It's pretty awesome. All right. Well, listen, uh, Moshe, I'm so excited for your book. I am going to pre-order a copy. I don't need you to do that, (laughs) but thank you. All right. Well, uh, okay. Love you. I love you too. Bye-bye.